Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to The Revenant Podcast. And in today's episode, I will be covering multiple topics that are newsworthy and developed over the past week in the entertainment industry. And I will be providing my irrelevant opinions on the subjects. Enjoy. Today's first topic, I will be once again discussing Spider-Man No Way Home. Now, after the amazing teaser trailer that we got last well yeah last week i believe um the internet has been a buzz because we pretty much know that andrew garfield and toby Maguire are going to be in this movie like there's no way that you would have these versions you it's no way there's no way that you would have these villains from these movies even if they're different versions of these like from different uh, universes from the multiverse it doesn't matter if you're going to have those villains in the movie why on earth would you not have the spider the other spider-man in this movie makes no sense well the countless just wave after wave of rumors and leaks about them being in the movie for almost two years now um it's just been non-stop and all the while pretty much uh you know toby mcguire who is kind of a he's he's a bit of a recluse nowadays he doesn't really act anymore um he did have he did uh, actually do a voice role in uh uh, ba- uh, boss baby the first one which yeah that's a little weird but whatever um but yeah he's kind of i wouldn't i don't want to say retired but he's kind of just you know chilling out these last couple of years and the thing about him is that he hasn't really said anything about these rumors hasn't even acknowledged them he doesn't really even have a social media presence so there's no way that he would actually be able to publicly say something unless he was interviewed but andrew garfield who is actively you know acting and involved in i think theater um he is a different story um he is he is able to uh, actually answer these questions that are presented to him about whether or not he's in the movie. And that's exactly what happened um, with one of his more recent movies. He was doing an interview, and I believe I discussed this. He talked about how he was not in the movie. And the thing about that, though, was that he never once said, like, he never once said, I am not in the movie. He was, like, dancing around it. He was denying that he was in the movie, but he wasn't saying, no, I'm not in the movie. He never once said, with the, he never once used the words, I am not in this movie. That, I mean, <laughs> he never once said that. And it's just bizarre. Um, but once again... A few days ago, this past week, he also was in a little interview. This time it was for, I think it was for Variety magazine. And this time around, he uh, was also asked about whether or not he was in the movie. And he seemed not agitated, but he was kind of laughing about it because he's like, no matter what you, what I, no matter what I say. You're not going to believe me, <laughs> no matter what I say. You're, you're either going to believe I'm in the movie or I'm not in the movie. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. But his wording was amazing because it was like, to me, it just is confirming that he's in the movie. He says, <laughs> he said, and I quote, um, as far as I'm aware, I am not involved in this. And you might be thinking, oh, well, why does that mean that he's in the movie? That's literally him denying it. Well, the reason I know that's, you know, the reason I know that he's in the movie now, like pretty much for sure, is because he could have just said no. He could have just said, 
I'm not in this movie. But he specifically said, I, as far as I'm aware, I am not involved in this. I mean, what does that even mean? <laughs> how, do you, how are you not aware if you're in a movie or not? So, to me, it was just conclusive that he is almost certainly in this movie. But what's so funny about that, about this interview specifically, is that he happened to do this interview and say these things the same day that everybody, and I do mean everybody, um, rediscovered these leaked photos that were supposedly from the set of No Way Home. And these leaked photos were of Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield. And the funny thing is that I actually remember seeing these photos um, a couple of weeks ago. Not a lot of people have really acknowledged that, but these leaks have been out on the internet for a while. Just that nobody paid them any attention because everyone just assumed they were fake. But when the trailer came out, every I guess somebody uh, found it again and just it spread from there. But basically... The leaks are a, a collection of photos and videos, and supposedly the the guy who who leaked this originally has like a 15 minute video of him on the set, and it's like, yeah, it's the whole deal. Well, it's a bit complicated because everybody was just really apprehensive. They didn't know if it was real or not. They weren't sure what to believe. Like, was this real? Was it not real? And, I mean, because, you know, with today, to today's technology, anybody can deep fake somebody else's face onto somebody else and it look completely and absolutely real. And, yeah, I mean, reasonably, people were skeptical. But, as it turns out, it is almost 100% real. For several reasons. I have my own personal reasons, but I have the actual, re like, the legitimate factual reasons. And that reason is that a little bit after this leak started going around the internet, the original uploader released a 4K version of it. And the reason that's so important is because deep faking requires like it requires there to be a low resolution right in order for you know the, the the face thing to work and then they later will make it 4k but the thing is here is that you can very clearly see that this is not a deep fake at all you can see like it's very clearly andrew garfield in his spider-man uh his spider-man suit on the set of No Way Home. It is very clear. I mean, well, on the set of No Way Home is to kind of be, you know, that's a little up in the air, but still. Now, my personal reasons for believing that this is real is because, and this is, this sounds weird, because this is, this is a very weird thing to remember or notice, but I grew up Watching the first... Okay, I grew up, right, religiously watching this, the, the uh, Sam Raimi, Tobey Maguire, Spider-Man trilogy. But I also spent several years repeatedly, on repeat, watching the first Amazing Spider-Man. I love that movie. I think it's great, and it's kind of... It, I don't want to call it underrated, but... Not a lot of people give it the props it deserves. But yeah, basically, the th my personal reason is that Andrew Garfield's hair in this photo, in this video, this four-second video, the 4K uh, quality, um, his hair looks absolutely nothing like it does in The Amazing Spider-Man 1 and The Amazing Spider-Man 2. In fact... His hair looks exactly the way it does when he did that first interview denying that he was in the movie, which was about a month ago. So yeah, that is like ironically, not ironically, but 
weirdly, that is the main reason why it's probably real. His hair. Because it, it, it means that this wasn't some um, video or photo from the set of either of the um, either of his movies. It's not like something that he, you know, cropped out and made it look like it was for No Way Home. It, it legitimately is like, is Andrew Garfield present day wearing his Spider-Man suit? And seemingly talking to Tobey Maguire, because that's the other part of this leak, that these pictures and the, vi- the little video has Andrew Garfield um, on this... Uh, set that's like a scaffolding set and there's a blue screen behind him well the other photos of the scene and even the video where you can see some hands moving um on the side of the on the left side of the screen is supposedly toby Maguire, and it does look like toby Maguire. and i don't i mean honestly a lot of people are calling for sony or marvel to just in the second trailer to just go ahead and show us them just just come out and say that they're in the movie don't do that why would you want to do that like why on earth would you do that that would be absolutely terrible do not reveal that they're in this movie that would be absolutely horrific that would be like that would be like right before Endgame came out. They uh, uh, they teased the uh, you know all the people who were snapped coming back, which they, I mean we knew that was going to happen, but we didn't know how and we didn't know when and we didn't know in what way, right? So if they like teased them coming back like through you know through the portal you know at the end of the movie uh in in the last trailer that would have been terrible because you know you you would be you would know how they're coming back you you'd be expecting it so that would be horrible for them to announce or like just officially announce that they're in the movie because when i go see this movie in theaters i want to experience this like completely i don't want it ruined for me in any way i don't want to know anything about it i do not want to know anything about how they're in the movie about what they do or how much how long they're in the movie or in what capacity they're in the movie i do not want to know at all because i want to experience this in theaters because i might cry like a baby i'm joking i won't cry like a baby but i will be having a moment uh, for a lack of better words and i do not want it ruined in any way and it being ruined would be knowing anything about it and by anything about it i mean details about what they're doing how they're doing it you know that stuff so i do not want them to actually announce that they're going to be in the movie. I do not want them to be in the second trailer. But and here here's the but. I would be okay with them teasing their like and by teasing I mean the most subtle vague tease at the end of the trailer ever. Like I mean like unbelievable like like even the most hardcore fans would like miss it. It's so vague and subtle. Okay? I do not want them to literally like show their silhouettes or whatever. I don't want that ha- to happen. I don't want to even hear their voice. I don't hear their voices talking. I don't, want to, I, don't, I don't want any of it. I want to see I want to experience it all in theaters. I do not want any of that in the trailer. Now, by all means, <laughs> um, show me some more of Doc Ock, and show me some uh, Willem Dafoe as Green Goblin. Come on, keep showing me. And plus, I'm interested... Now, weirdly, like, the villains that I'm actually most interested... I mean, I mentioned I'm really interested to see all of them. Obviously, they all are my childhood, okay? So, 
But the ones that I'm really interested in seeing is Sandman and Lizard. Because I don't, because as of right now, we don't know if they're the same versions that we've seen in their own movies. We don't know if Sandman, this Sandman is from the Tobey Maguire universe. We don't know if this lizard is from the Amazing Spider-Man universe. We don't know. As of right now, we do not know. And we are kind of just left to theorize, basically, and speculate. And as we approach December, it will become more clear, I'm sure. But I just really don't want them to confirm anything. Like, at all. But yeah, that's basically it. The hype for this movie is, you know, it just keeps building up and up and up. This movie is still really confusing about who's in it, who's not in it, what's going on. You know, it. yeah, this movie's still confusing, but, you know, it's getting more clear. We're getting a better picture. And I... Well, I am... I, I just cannot wait for the day when I get to see this movie. Because I know that Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield are in this movie. And even if they're not, I cannot wait to see it purely for the sake of seeing Alfred Molina's Dr. Octopus and Willem Dafoe's Green Goblin and the Lizard, Sandman, and this new version of Electro. I want to see this. Even if they're not in the movie, I will still be really wanting to see it. And that's basically it. So yeah. I'm still very excited for this movie. Today's second topic is the news about Halloween Kills. Now, Halloween Kills is the direct sequel to Halloween 2018, which is um, a direct sequel to the original Halloween. And it's ignoring every single movie and every single remake of the Halloween franchise that currently exists. Including the second movie, which I had always assumed was a part of the agreed-upon canon of the Halloween franchise. Like, every time they would remake the franchise, they'd always keep the second... They, they'd keep, obviously, the first movie, but they'd also keep the second movie canon, too. But, you know, and, you know, with Halloween 2018, they didn't do that. They just had the first movie, which is not a problem. Halloween 2018 was a really good movie. It was really good. Um, and Halloween Kills is going to be the direct continuation of that. It's picking up right where Halloween 2018 left off. And um, I'm not sure exactly when. I'm assuming 2023, if everything goes according to plan, or maybe 2024. Probably 2023, because, I mean, these movies don't take a long time to make. Um, but uh, the next movie is going to be Halloween Ends. And, you know, you could probably guess from the title, Halloween Ends is supposed to be the end of the Halloween franchise. Like, it's supposed to end it on a good note. Now, obviously it's not going to be the end they're going to remake it or re or continue it in you know in some form in the future obviously but you know um when halloween ends releases that will be the last time that we're going to be seeing michael myers for a while so yeah but you know until then we have halloween kills and you know halloween ends now halloween kills was meant to release last year now obviously you know that didn't happen because of the pandemic and it's been pushed back ever since then it keeps getting pushed 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 back now it is going to release it's not going to be pushed back any further and it's going to release next month now something weird happened though um it was announced that halloween kills would be premiering in theaters, right? But also on the Peacock streaming service. That is weird. That is very weird. Especially when you put into context the fact that um, they announced this right after Shang-Chi 
did so well at the box office, which I'm going to be talking about more in depth in the next segment. But that movie did really well. Like, the best movie um, in terms of box office in the pandemic by far. Like, opening weekend. And it's just bizarre to me that when this movie, when this movie comes out and improves to pretty much every, improved to Sony, um, that people are, are going to go to theaters. Um, are, are, a lot of people are willing to go to theaters now. Why, I just don't get why they would do this. Why they would, at the last minute, a, a little less than a month before the movie comes out, Actually, no, actually, no, not a little less. A month before the movie comes out, announced that it's going to be on Peacock. How I don't get that. How does that... And also, of all the streaming services you had to make a deal with, Peacock? I, that's just weird. Because, I mean, Peacock is free, but the premium version without ads and stuff is not free. That That actually has a subscription. And I don't know if you have to have the subscription in order to watch Halloween Kills when it premieres or not. I don't know. But it's just odd. Because, you know, you could say that they don't, it shows that they don't have faith in the movie. But that's not true. If that were true, then they would have, this movie would have already released. They would have already gotten it over with. But no, they kept pushing it back and kept pushing it back because they want people to go to theaters to see it. They want to make money off this movie because they know it's good and they know that people will go see this movie. So why would they do that? I, I just I honestly don't know why they would do this. It makes no sense. Now, if Shang if or Shang Chi um, did not do well, like and it, and it just flopped hard, I would I would understand why they would make this decision. But they didn't do that. I mean, that, but no, that's not what happened. Shang-Chi did amazing. It did, it exceeded way over expectations. Um, so I just, like, why would they do this? It makes no sense to me. At all. It, and that's all I really have to say on this. I mean, I, I know, I, yeah. I mean, this uh, segment was going to be shorter, but I mean, that's really all I have to say. It's just weird. It doesn't make real, it doesn't make any sense to me why you would do this so late, and given the good news about you know the the theaters that released like right before. I mean, not not released. Uh, that was unfolding right before. I just don't get that. It's weird. Really weird. And, um, I don't know. You know, I'm going to say a bit of a hot take. You know, I don't talk politics, really, um, on here. I don't want to do that. Um, but I, I do need to say this. It really bugs me, um, back when Suicide Squad... Actually, no, yes. Okay, so Suicide Squad, the Suicide Squad, when that released... It did not do well at the box office. It underperformed, and people were kind of shocked by that. And it underperformed. It underperformed big time, and that kind of scared some studios. Now, when this happened, now when this movie premiered, um, it, that this this uh, it was at the same time the the Delta, you know, uh, the Delta COVID uh, variant was like in the news all over the place. I talk about how it's, you know, it's surging and it's, yeah, all that. That happened at the same time. And like immediately when this movie came out and, under, and under, underperformed, everybody was saying that it was because of COVID because people weren't going to go to the theaters because of COVID. Now that is the case for a lot of people. They, don't feel comfortable going to theaters because of COVID. Now, personally, I do not think that is a warranted fear because, I mean, the chances chances of you getting COVID at a movie theater is not likely. If 
you know, because the movie theaters, you know, they want you to go to, they want you to come to them. They want you to, you know, make them money. So they are, they make sure that if you go to this place, you're not, you are most likely not going to be in an environment where COVID is going to be able to be spread. But anyway, everybody was saying that it was, it was solely because people are scared and COVID and blah, 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 blah. No, that's not why. It it was a part of it, but it was not even remotely the main reason. Not even close. The main reason Suicide Squad underperformed in the box office is because everybody saw it on HBO Max. And I do mean everybody. We don't know the numbers uh, for how many people streamed the Suicide Squad, but... It was, I guarantee you, it was a lot. And that's why. Because people were watching it on HBO Max instead of going to theaters. And that makes sense. If you are have a subscription to HBO Max right now, you are getting your money's worth. You are seeing these movies that are, that are like literally coming out the same day, right? The entire time they're in theaters, you can watch it in your house on your own TV. Stream it right there. So yeah, you're getting your money, your money's worth. And people just didn't really go to theaters to see Suicide Squad. It's just the way it is because they 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 were like, "Okay, well I can just stream the movie in the comfort of my own, own home and I don't have to pay as much money." There you go. That's as simple as that. But as we see with Shang-Chi, um, when you have a movie and it does not premiere on a streaming service and it exclusively premieres on in theaters, you see how well it does because that's the only way you're going to be able to see the movie is in theaters. So people are going to, uh, more people are going to go to theaters and the more people are going to go to theaters, the more word is going to spread around about how it's pretty, pretty safe to be going to theaters. It's not like this extremely dangerous thing that you do so it's yeah that it's just weird it's just weird that they made this decision i'm i'm sure there's some weird um i guess i don't know this weird fight they might have had this in the works for a while and just coincidentally announced it or it it you know they finished making the agreements uh when uh, Shang-Chi did so well. Um, I don't know. I'm sure there's some there's a legitimate reason, but from what I can tell from my perspective, I don't see any good reason at all. In fact, I don't see a, any reason. <laughs> so, I don't know. I I I mean, I I might actually be seeing going to see this movie in theaters. I don't know. That's kind of up in the air. Uh, who knows? But I will be seeing this movie, and I am looking forward to it. And I hope it is as good as Halloween 2018. And I hope people go actually go to theaters to see it, and I hope it does well, so it continues to show people that it's okay to go to theaters, that you don't need to be scared, and you can we can really you know get people to understand that it, it you don't need to be scared. You can go to theaters, and it, you'd be you'd be pretty safe. So yeah, that's basically all. Um, can't wait to see the movie. So yeah. Today's third topic is about Shang Chi. Now this is not a review, and I went to go see this movie in theaters on Labor Day and I really enjoyed I really enjoyed I, I did I really enjoyed this movie the martial arts was amazing um, the visual effects great the family drama stuff was great and you know it had a lot of you know little connections to the wider MCU that I really enjoyed especially a callback to one movie in particular um, uh, well, a callback to one underrated MCU movie in particular. Um, but 
Um, this isn't a review. I, I might one day start getting start doing reviews, but I'm not sure about that. That's something I'll have to think about. But for right now, um, I'm going to be talking about the box office stuff for Shang-Chi. Um, this will be shorter because I've already I already touched upon some of that in the last segment about Halloween Kills. Um, but with Shang-Chi, um, people, um, just like logistic people in the movie industry, thought that this movie was not going to do that well. Um, they thought it would not be... It would either do pretty bad or it would do fine. And Marvel had a... They had a goal of hitting 50 million by the time that the opening weekend ended 50 million which is f decent for a blockbuster movie during the pandemic and what ended up happening was that Shang-Chi made 95 million in its opening weekend and it ended up making over 120 million or something in the in over the whole course of the whole week and just it completely blew expectations out of the water and it was so good that Sony actually backtracked um their decision to delay Venom let there be carnage a week they backtracked and they put Venom let there be carnage um back on its original slot and the date that they had pushed it back to was the date that halloween kills actually premiered which weird actually now that i'm thinking about it in the last segment i mentioned the how there there might be some like behind the scenes reason why it, halloween kills went on peacock like it's been in the works for a while i'm thinking maybe i think maybe they wanted to be safe because venom let there be carnage was going to be releasing on the same day as them so they wanted to have a contingency in case it didn't do as well as they want. And so they had, they made this deal with Pe the Peacock streaming service. But then, you know, Sony announced that they were going to backtrack and it's going to be releasing, you know, before Halloween Kills. So, yeah. <laughs> if, if that is the case, I'm just speculating, but if that is the case, then that's that, that sucks for uh, uh, Blumhouse and everybody who... <laughs> Uh, involved with the how whoever owns Halloween franchise um but yeah anyway back to Shang, uh, Shang-Chi um so this movie blew expectations out of the water like I said and what's so funny about it is that um the terrible side of YouTube that I mentioned several weeks ago um the fandom menace as I like to call them and the reason for them being called uh based la 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 can't speak um the reason that that name has been given to them is because most of them reached their success and um influence on youtube during the heights of the sequel trilogy and the intense like conflict in the star wars fandom that now i mean it still exists don't get me wrong like it's still there it's still very you know it's there's a huge divide to, even to this day but when the divide initially happened it was bad and these guys thrived from it so while they don't they they don't just talk about you know you know complain and whine about you know stuff in star wars anymore we still call them the fandom menace <laughs> you know because that's what they always will be they're a menace to anything they talk about or any group of people ever. But anyway, um, so interestingly, this group of people, the fandom menace, they, um, since the beginning when Marvel phase four, is it? Yes. Phase four was announced. Strangely, they seem to be, and I, by the way, I, I'm not grouping people into, this uh community of negative people um simply because they might like ha share the same opinion i mean the guys who like blatantly 
you know, their entire channel is just nothing but negativity. And, you know, with the clickbait thumbnails and yada, yada, yada. And they uh, have like 10 uploads, you know, like 10, 15 uploads a week. You know what I mean? Um, you need, I mean, those guys. I don't mean like the people who might agree with them. Um, those guys can have their, you know, they're good with their opinions and whatever. I mean, the people who are just abusing their influence and and the way that negativity is pushed in the YouTube algorithm. I'm talking about those guys. But anyway, now that I got I got that out of the way. Um, so since the beginning, when Phase Four of the MCU was announced, they seem a lot of them seem to have this opinion that it was going to be absolutely god awful and garbage for several reasons, which is odd because usually these guys don't have reasons at all they just complain but they actually had reasons this time and that was that it was going to be boring because they didn't have any of the legacy characters that they had spent a decade building up to you know iron man captain america yada yada and um that these new movies would be you know woke you know, SJW infiltrated, yada, yada, yada. And since, you know, naturally these guys are crusaders and are anti-SJW, you know, they, uh, <laughs> you know, they, they don't like that. So, yeah, basically they just needed something else to make money off of. They needed something else to talk about. They needed new material, basically. And this was an opportunity. But it's kind of backfired. Because they didn't... I don't think they anticipated that these movies would actually be good. Uh, Shang-Chi, for example. There were several people who were talking about how this movie did, did not look good. It looked boring, yada, yada, yada. And then when the movie came out, they had the reviews. Now, oh, by the way, a bunch of people on youtube and just in general like influencers got to see shang chi like two weeks early or about two weeks early and a lot some of these people in the fandom and got to see it early i don't know how but they did and some of them you know had their had the reviews out and they were extremely like they're obvious obviously to be expected that they they were negative and they were just hating on the movie it was terrible, it was trash, blah, blah, blah. And then the movie came out. Everybody loved it. It had an absolutely, like, amazing Rotten Tomato scores on both the critics and audience. Like, I'm not actually, you know, I should actually look right now what it is. But basically, they were kind of humiliated because they had assumed that everybody would agree with them, that everybody would think that this movie was trash and blah, blah, blah. But then it turns out that everyone likes it. Okay. I'm looking at the scores right now. It's 92 on the critic, uh, on the tomato meter, tomato, tom bleh, tomato meter, as it's called for some reason. Um, and for the audience score, it's 98. That is awesome. Like, that is great. That is awesome, great, and it's more than probably what Marvel was expecting. And it was definitely not what these the fandom menace was expecting. Um, because they looked like idiots when this movie like came out publicly and premiered because they're over here talking about how it sucks and literally everybody loves it like every everyone in the general audiences and most of the people who you know don't live their life based off of you know negativity and the internet liked it i mean obviously not everybody but you know you can't assume but still most people liked it and these guys, realizing that they couldn't milk this movie um, at all because people actually like it, 
they just kind of reviewed the movie, said, you know, their normal generic neg- negative stuff, and then they, they don't talk about it. And they're never going to talk about it because it, it kind of humiliated them. It backfired, and they're just kind of hoping to bury it under the rug. And it, it's just, it's funny to watch this stuff in real time. I don't, like, I try to not, not like, give these guys the, the time of day. I don't want to watch their videos. I don't want to get, I don't want to push their videos in the algorithm. But I just get them recommended to me. All that, like, I'll watch one video that is in a certain demographic. And all of a sudden, their videos just get just flood my recommended like for weeks it's it, i don't know it's weird but yeah basically shang chi blew expectations out of the water proved a bunch of um manipulative influencer people on youtube wrong humiliated them and yeah it's it, and that's funny <laughs> it's kind of funny and uh, Shang-Chi was a great movie, and I am very happy for what it means. I'm very happy that this movie has showed most of the mo- uh, you know, movie studios that they can release their movies in theaters without having it be on streaming. And before I end this segment, I, do, I want to discuss this real fast. There is this opinion among a lot of people that theaters, like theaters are over, they're done. They're they're in the past now. The future is streaming. And a lot of them are like, why would you not have same-day premieres in theaters and streaming? Why would you do that? That's so stupid. Blah, 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 blah. I really don't know why these people are so passionate. And now, I like some of these people who have said these things. I actually like watch their content um, regularly. But I don't agree with them on this front because... From my perspective, going to the theaters is an experience. For some people, going to the theater is like, you know, was a very common thing to do. Like, a lot of people will go see a movie several times. Like, like several times in theaters. And they could be going to the theater all the time. For me, that that's not the case. Throughout my whole life, I would only when we went to the theater, it was it was an experience. It was an event because we only went to go see a movie in theaters that we really, really, really wanted to see or that we thought was going to be really good. And for me, for people to say that theaters are in the past and that we need to move forward with streaming, why I don't get that because theaters Theater going to the theaters is an experience. It is an it is a it is an experience that cannot be matched by anything else. And I know I'm sound, sounding dramatic, but it's kind of hard to describe. The, going to the theaters is a, it's an, it's an experience that's hard to describe, and it needs to be protected. And I just I don't think that people are just going to stop going to the theaters because I think most people know that going to the theaters is its own special kind of experience. People are just going to, people are not just going to stop going to the theaters. And some of these people think that's what's going to happen. That people are just going to stop going to theaters and the theaters will become a novelty of the past. No, I don't know why they think that it's like, it's like, it's a very over dramatic perspective of, of the way the entertainment industry is going. The movie industry is going. It's like a very blown out of proportion perspective. But I mean, that's just my opinion. And I'm just glad that Shang-Chi proved to many people, most most importantly, the movie uh, studios and stuff, that they can release their stuff in theaters and not have it be streaming too. I'm happy for that because now it means that we probably won't be getting any more major delays in movies anymore hopefully um and it means that we'll be having the, you know we will once again be having these special going to the theaters to see this movie experience and i could not be happier especially with you know like spider-man no way home right 
That's going to be coming out in December. Cannot wait for that. And that is going to be an amazing experience seeing that movie. And it just wouldn't be the same watching it in in your home from a streaming service on Disney+. Plus. It just wouldn't be the same. And I mean, some people won't disagree, but I'm glad that we're at a place now that we can actually feel confident about going to the theaters. And I thank Shang-Chi for that. Thank you, Shang-Chi, for being a great addition to the MCU and making people believe in theaters again. And in various different ways. And yeah, that's about it. Today's fourth topic is going to be, it shouldn't be long, but it's uh, got a lot, I put a lot of stuff in this one. So this topic, this, uh, today's fourth topic, (laughs) I'm sorry, is about the PlayStation showcase that happened this past week. This showcase over-delivered a lot. Now... I'm not going to go into like in depth about like talking about what I, you know, my theories about these games or whatever. I'm going to be just kind of talking about PlayStation in general and X, you know, like, you know, the console war, you know, I won't be talking about console wars. I mean, I'll be talking about mainly the exclusives and, you know, the comparison between Xbox and Microsoft I mean, Xbox and uh, PlayStation, but yeah, I, I will. I am talking about these uh, games that were showed also. Um, I started watching the the live stream for the showcase. Now, also for some context, I do not own a PlayStation. I have never owned a PlayStation, but PlayStation exclusives like God of War, Spider Man, Ghost of Tsushima. Days Gone, you know, those games. Now, I mean, not for all of them, but I usually tend to watch playthroughs of those games like it were a movie. And that's what a lot of people do. They'll watch, like, people who only who are, like, Xbox, you know, players, and they'll just watch playthroughs of these Sony exclusives, and it's like a movie. That's, I mean, especially with, like, God of War, um, it's like watching a movie. But, yeah, anyway, so I'm watching the PlayStation conference, and I am, I mean, going into it, I knew that we were going to get something about God of War Ragnarok, and also, just because I watch these things like movies, that also means that I am really involved in, with like, the news about their, you know, the lore of the games, the and the behind-the-scenes, you know, release of the game, details about the game, blah, blah, Anyway, I knew they were going to show something about God of War Ragnarok. I knew they were going to show something. I didn't know what, but I knew they guaranteed that they were going to show something. Um, I thought that there was about a 47% chance that they were going to show something about the next Spider-Man game. Um, and that was pretty much as as high as my expectations went. I genuinely was completely blown away by what happened. What ended up what ended up happening. Not only did we get a Spider-Man uh trailer for Spider-Man 2, which I was not exactly expecting. We also got the God of War. We got a whole God of War trailer that had a bunch of story, plot details and a look a, a look at lots of the new gameplay uh, aspects. We also got the announcement of a Wolverine game from the same people who make who made the Spider-Man games, uh, Insomniac. <laughs> it's actually kind of funny because when I was watching the live stream, I um, uh, it it had like the you know it started playing a trailer and it was you know black screen and then I saw the Insomniac logo and I was like oh my god look it's the it's the next Spider-Man game awesome. Um, and then it had the Marvel logo, and I was like, oh, yep, yeah, this is for sure the Spider-Man game. 
And then I'm literally, like, you know, watching because I at this point I knew it was the Spider-Man game. But but then I heard country music <laughs> and it ended up being the Wolverine announcement trailer. And I was like, wow, that was like a huge fake out because nobody was expecting this. Every, every The second you saw the Insomniac logo, you immediately were like, OK, it's Spider-Man. But no, it was Wolverine. And then um, a few minutes later. You, we ended up getting the actual Spider-Man uh, 2 trailer, which set up Venom or Harry Osborn as Venom and Craven in this game, which is crazy, which is awesome, and I can't wait for that. Interestingly, that though, they said that it was going to be releasing in 2023. Now, it's I, I highly doubt that it's going to be late 2023. It's probably going to be early 2023. But I had assumed it was going to be coming out in, like, fall or winter 2022. I don't... I think it's a little weird that it's coming out 2023. Because, I mean, they've been making this game for a while now. I mean, I guess the pandemic had, you know, the lockdowns that happened. I mean, I guess that had an effect on their their productiveness. Yeah. But anyway. Um... Yeah, so then we got, you know, we saw the God of War stuff, and that was amazing. I cannot wait to see this, to see the next installment of God of War. Oof. Yeah, can't wait for that. Um, But yeah, basically, that whole showcase was like, they overdid it <laughs> big time with like, because I was not expecting most of what they showed at all. Okay, now I'm going to talk about the Xbox and PlayStation thing. Now, let's get this straight. The console wars is extremely idiotic, childish, and immature. It is stupid. It is stupid that that people seriously, like, unironically are passionate and aggressive about which consoles they play. I mean, and it's the same for both PlayStation and Xbox. PlayStation and uh, Xbox fanboys, as they're called. It's absolutely crazy to me that these people even exist. It is crazy that people get so, like, that they think it matters. It's very weird. Because, because like, especially now with the next-gen consoles of Xbox Series X and PlayStation 5, those two consoles are practically the exact same in terms of their software and um, their, like, just technical, the technical stuff. Xbox kind of is a teeny, teeny, tiny bit more superior in that field, but just barely. It's like, so much so that it doesn't even really matter. Like, it's irrelevant. Um, but another aspect of the whole console wars crap is, and honestly, I think this is the main thing that people get worked up over is the games, specifically the exclusive games, the first party games and Xbox has not really been on their best, have not really done their best in the last several years when it comes to their exclusives. Now, I'm not saying that they haven't made good good exclusives. They've made some great exclusives over the uh recent in recent years. Um A Plague's Tale, um uh Sinua, uh, no, Hellblade. Um why I, that's the name of the main character, sorry. Uh Hellblade, uh um I thought Rise Son of Rome was great. Uh Quantum Break was amazing and the fact that it's not going to get a sequel is evil but that's a topic for another day um and there's several other several others that um several eh, la, la, can't speak there are several other um exclusive games that are great but the thing about these exclusive games that xbox has had the, the good ones they're usually smaller indie games that don't get that get next to no, no marketing at all. And when they do, 
and people play it and it has a bit of a buzz around it, it doesn't last for long. It doesn't have a huge impact. Sony, on the other hand, they are, they have, oh God, the last several years, they have been just going crazy with their exclusives. Um, releasing exclusive games that are like just crazy cinematic, like beautiful pieces of storytelling. Um, God of War 2018, uh, Spider-Man, uh, Spider-Man Miles Morales, even, uh, Ghost of Tsushima, Days Gone, um, yeah, even Death Stranding. Um, uh, there's another one. I'm forgetting what it's called. Why am I forgetting? I forgot. Anyway, um, you, you get the point. They've been on top of it for the last several years, and they are have, without a doubt, dominated the ex- the exclusives department of the gaming industry. Um, and this PlayStation showcase, you know, this showcase was showing people that they they are still do they are still going at it hard with their exclusives they are still on the ball they're still doing great now that being said microsoft recognizes that they need to work on having bigger um higher quality exclusives that is why they bought bethesda or the company that owns bethesda and that is great because now bethesda which has all these other companies that Bethesda owns are now working for Xbox and Microsoft. They will be making exclusive games for my uh, Xbox for years and years and years and years and years to come. And they're, I guarantee you, they're going to be great. I mean, we're Starfield, the new, the new role-playing RPG. Or that means the same thing. Sorry, the the new AAA RPG. That's a brand new IP. From the creators of the uh, of Elder Scrolls and Fallout, well, not Fallout, but y- you know what I mean. Um, there, it's this new IP in space, and it's go it's going to be exclusively on Xbox. And that's a bold move to make, and it shows that Xbox is going to be making moves to really uh, show that they are. A dominant force in the exclusive industry um and honestly this is good for everybody because if xbox ups their game with their exclusives then people who you know just have xboxes can are going to be able to experience really really good games people who just have playstations are going to be experiencing or going to still be experiencing really really good exclusive games and then you have PC, which is going to be um, down the line. Will be um, th- these exclusive games will be released on PC. Like for example, uh, Days Gone released on PC, and I think Horizon. Oh, that was the other. Sorry, that was the other exclusive I forgot about um, on PlayStation side. Uh, uh, Horizon Zero Dawn that also was going to release on PC, and PC is kind of like the middleman. In, in you know between these two consoles and that's good for everybody you get we get more we get more games we get more good games and how is that bad it isn't bad that i mean that's just, that's a simple answer it's just it's not bad but people who are so just delusional and think that the brand of the of the big gaming computer that isn't even that doesn't even compare to a gaming pc matters like it's just weird but yeah that's pretty much all i have to say the playstation showcase was great Uh, it surpassed my expectations greatly in terms of what it was going to show and it's going to be a very bright future for gaming these next couple of years and i cannot wait to see what becomes of it Thank you for taking the time to listen to my podcast. Whether or not that time has been wasted is purely up to you. Remember that new episodes release weekly, every Wednesdays and Saturdays. 
On Wednesday, I cover a single topic and express my opinions of said topic. And on Saturdays, I provide my opinions and commentary on multiple events that occur during the week. Again, thank you for listening in and have a wonderful day.